Lockdown Diaries with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 11. Good afternoon, listener. Uh, it is April the 4th today. It's a Saturday. And again, not much is going on. Shock and surprise. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a lazy day as many days seem to be at the moment. Um, got the newspaper delivered, as usual. As I say, I'm not going to go through all of it in detail like I did last week, but, um, you know, suffice to say, Marina Hyde was good again. Um, Stephen Collins, good again. Tim Dowling, good again. Lots of nice things to read. There was a good bit in the um, the main paper, um uh, the secret consultant, so um, an anonymous report from a consultant uh, working in hospitals dealing with coronavirus, uh, and surprise, surprise, it's all fairly terrible, no one's as prepared as they might be, and it sucks, people are dying and things, um, so yeah, not light reading, but good reading. I'm just stood in my little spare room out in the garden there are no less than three foxes chilling out at the back of the garden today they're absolutely lovely i know the urban foxes get a bad rep but i think we're in a slightly i don't know the foxes around here i think they must do well because at this time of year anyway they tend to look in good health and yeah they're lovely beautiful next door neighbor is having a little kick about in his back garden which is nice and it's a beautiful sunny day. Everyone's been advised not to go out and flaunt lockdown, which I hope they aren't doing. I'm sure some people are. Great. Well done, guys. Well done. Spreading potential coronavirus around because you can't keep away from the sunshine for for a bit. Cool. Good for you. Good for you. That's a, that's a good choice. There are four foxes now. Four fully grown foxes. How about that? A uh, little bit directionless, this isn't it? Which, you know, suffice to say. Um, is that second time I've used the phrase suffice to say? Just ain't not much going on, really. Um, I spoke quite a lot about Spurs yesterday, which I was quite happy with. I was quite... Um, I don't... I occasionally make notes, but I don't script these things. So I was quite glad of being able to talk about that for half an hour without sort of looking at notes or anything humble brag um so <laughs> yeah it's quite glad about that and uh yeah today um on the official spurs website they replayed an old match from ooh, was it the 13 14 or the 14 15 season not quite sure but it was when we played chelsea on new year's day possibly the 2nd of january I'm a details guy. Really got the details going here. Anyway, it was uh, the 5-3 that Pochettino, I think in his first season, um, won against Jose Mourinho's Chelsea. I think it was quite funny how they uh, chose to, of all the matches they could broadcast, they chose to show one that showed our recently departed manager trouncing our current manager. Slightly weird one, that. I, I mean, does Jose Mourinho know that that's what they showed? Is he cool with it? Does he care? I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, strikes me as a bit of a weird one. Possibly a bit passive-aggressive. Who can say? Um, but that was nice. Watched that. Had a little chat with my Spurs friends on the WhatsApp. So, yeah, that passed 90 minutes. It was a bit weird watching it without a break. They just went straight into the second half. And I don't know. I didn't. There wasn't a scar of the time on the screen. Um, which, again, a little bit unusual. But, you know, that's a very, very minor difference from watching football on telly as per usual. Keeping an eye on these foxes. They mostly just seem to be scratching themselves and chilling out, which is nice. Um, yeah, made myself a nice breakfast this morning. Some sort of fried up potato bits, some sun-dried tomatoes, as I am a fan. Cheese, eggs, bit of onion, uh, bit of beans. Very nice. That was good. Had that for lunch too, because there was enough left over. Keir Starmer has been announced as the new leader of the Labour Party. As a member of the Unite Union, I did get a vote, and I did vote for Keir, actually. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I think all three of the candidates were, were fine. Um, I feel bad that, you know, we still don't, well, I say we, I'm not a member of Labour. Um, I get a vote through the trade union. Um, um, but, you know, broadly, certainly they are more or less the party that I am most closely aligned with, I suppose. Um, I I liked, I mean, hey, we're going to get political. I wasn't, I liked Jeremy Corbyn as a, as a, as a man, and I sort of really was impressed by his manifestos and things. Um, I don't think his abilities as a leader were, um, were very good, um, to be honest. Um, if you'd asked me about, I don't know, five or six years ago, um, I don't know, I would have sort of scoffed a little bit at the concept of leadership. Like, is it an actual skill? Is it, or is it just sort of a fairly nebulous concept that people talk about? And yeah, I think it is. I, I think some people are natural leaders, but I do think it is also a skill that people can learn. And for all his... Um, uh, for all the positive things about Jeremy Corbyn, I, I don't think he was a natural leader. Uh, I don't think that's something that came naturally to him. I don't think it's something that he really learned. I think he got a bit better as time went on, but yeah. And obviously, because he was much more to the left of the party than usual, um, and he was a divisive character. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't have any hard feelings about him but I think if you've lost two general elections the second one in really quite astonishing fashion then yeah you can't you can't maintain um being the leader of the party I think that's just obvious um to be honest and yeah I'm glad glad that, I mean I don't know it's hard to really because so much of the information I get and base my facts and opinions on is from Twitter and it's just uh, how representative representative of real life that is it's hard to say but um i don't know it, i i think he did a lot of good for the party and i think he did he had some positives in opposition but yeah it's definitely um definitely time for the stewardship of the party to come under someone else um keir starmer i think is 
um, professionally quite impressive. Um, I think he seems intelligent and well organized and um, well informed and I don't know. He, yeah, he seems quite impressive. Uh, he's not a character though. He hasn't got charisma, but um, I don't. I I I think he's relatively charismatic. He seems fairly nice. And to be honest, I would rather that there were a few less sort of uh, big characters in modern politics. Uh, really, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what well, I was chatting about this with Lauren this morning, and I think that Keir Starmer will do well in opposition in a way that those Lisa Nandy or Rebecca Long Bailey wouldn't. Whereas perhaps if Labour were already in power, one of those two might be a, a more interesting uh, choice, perhaps. But yeah, I think compared to Boris Johnson, uh, Keir Starmer strikes a fairly sensible figure. I don't think Johnson will be able to give him the runaround in quite the same way as he maybe did to Jeremy Corbyn. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. As I say, I'm not a Labour member. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Up until the Corbyn era, I don't think I'd actually ever voted for Labour. I would sort of voted uh, Green a lot. Um, and... Lib Dem in 2010, I think. Did I? Might have done. Not sure. Can't remember. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it's necessary for me to be directly affiliated with, with the party. I'd like the option to. Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember. You don't have to vote for, the party you're a member of. Really, you can vote for whoever you want. But I would, it would seem a bit of a waste of time if you weren't going to do that. So, yeah, I don't feel obliged to be, a Labour member, and I, I hope that. Um, something will be done. Something will be done. That was a really wishy-washy phrase. I hope that um, under a new leadership, the party will strengthen and present itself as a viable alternative when the next election comes, which, you know, um, had did, I know they were talking about getting rid of the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act. Did that actually go through? So, what, looking in five, seven years? Not sure, but... I don't know. It'd be interesting to see again what what the world will be like once the um, once this whole coronavirus situation goes away. Um, again, uh, as Marina Hyde wrote, it seems impossible that you can't talk about anything in British life without you know comparing it to the Second World War. And again, it does just seem that you know, however popular. Um, Churchill was during the war. He he didn't. He, they they chose a new prime minister thereafter. Interestingly, I read that um, Boris Johnson and Donald Trump are both enjoying um, quite good uh, figures in the polls and things, approval ratings and what have you. Uh, again, which I don't know. It just seems surprising because I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what appeals to people but if you were to ask me I, I don't know that either of them have particularly handled the um the situation in either of their countries amazingly well um uh, or well um so yeah goodness knows but yeah maybe we'll see a change thereafter maybe there'll be circumstances under which um uh, an election might be held early 
I mean, obviously the Conservatives have a massive majority, um, so probably not. Maybe there'll be a leadership bid if, I don't know, if Johnson really mishandles this situation, but eh, I don't know, just idly speculating at this point, really. Um, but yeah, I, I do hope that, I, I do think that Keir Starmer will do well in opposition, and I don't know, it seems like a long road back to uh, to a Labour government. Um, I just hope that, it, you know, he's building the road in the right direction. Goodness me, I mean, it's it's a it's a silly idea to sort of make predictions about anything. Um, it would seem in if you know politics moves so fast and obviously under non-political issues such as coronavirus are sort of speeding things along. It it just feels like events happen so quickly and it's just silly to um to speculate on where we'll be. But in any time, um, yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it must be very strange to um, have to essentially rebuild a political party um, under... Oh, he's having a little cry. His mum's popped out. Um, it seems strange to sort of have to rebuild a political party under these circumstances. I mean, you everything obviously will have to be done by video conference. And I don't know. Politics is... Uh, is a skill, I guess, that depends on how you can interact with people. So I guess that's a challenge that at the start of this leadership bid, no one was really considering. But yeah, in terms of uh, fronting an opposition, um, it is probably a bit dangerous to be too critical of uh, of the ruling party whilst, uh, whilst the national crisis is going on. You don't want to come across as obstructive if people generally think the um the government is doing a good thing but at the same time you can't if you're too passive um then i don't know people people what's the point of you sort of thing so a very difficult balance to strike and um yeah i'm glad i'm not striking it so yeah politics eh hey um we'll see i you know as i say it could have been anyone that that got the leadership um i think it was time for a change, which sounds uh, very, I don't know, glib and blasé, but it, it obviously certainly was. Um, and yeah, I just, I just hope that, you know, people have made the right choice and and we're on the track to a nicer government at some point. I don't know. I, I know everything's in cycles and eventually everything comes around again but it does just feel like it's been quite a long slog under the conservatives um and it'd just be nice to 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 win one for once eh? but anyway we'll see we'll see um i'd be interested to see who picks in his shadow cabinet and things and i might comment on that but yeah i, I don't want to be too political in this oh maybe i do i don't know who cares anyway i thought i would just um wrap up today I say wrap up. I thought I'd just talk a little bit about um, my comic book shelves because they're here in front of me and I really like looking at them. <laughs> I've had a bit of a clear up in the room I'm using and sorting out bookshelves and things and I've got um, two shelves of, of graphic novels, trade paperbacks, uh, which I thought I'd just have a little chat through really because they make me happy. 
I've talked about with Matt our own comic and things so I thought I'd sort of talk about some of the ones that I've got on the shelf as well so they're sort of organised a little bit there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten uh, Batman books. Most of the obvious ones if you read comic books. So, Year One, Long Halloween, Dark Knight Returns, that kind of thing. Do like the Batman, as I've mentioned before. There's a Green Arrow book there, which yeah, quite like Green Arrow, but apart from that one book, I've never really gone too further into it. I have got four volumes of Letter 44. Uh, which is a quite a good story. Um, it's um, it's a great concept. It's uh, written by Charles Soul or Soul, don't know how you say his name. Um, but yeah, it's um, an incoming president who is sort of kind of a vaguely Obamaish kind of figure uh, comes in, and the outgoing president's like a letter saying there's some sort of alien structure around the far reaches of the solar system and a couple of years ago they sent a ship to go and check it out and it goes from there and it's quite compelling political and sci-fi thriller the the uh, illustrations they're very overall they feel very 90s like everyone's got rippling muscles and glares a lot and sort of slightly exaggerated but yeah it's a it's a fun series i've just actually ordered the last two volumes because uh, i never got around to finishing it there's an elephant man book again just a very i think it's a nice chunky it's the first volume i think i got it because it was seems like a lot of comic for a bit of money um weird i haven't read it in years to be honest but yes it's a strange book but quite visually exciting um Manhattan Projects, there's quite a few Jonathan Hitman books I've got here, so Manhattan Projects is great. That's a science fiction series based on the Manhattan Project, so Robert Oppenheimer uh, and other scientists of the 40s are brought together to make the atomic bomb. That's what happened in real life, um, but in this it's weird and wacky and strange things happen. Uh, I've, got, I've got quite, as well as the, graph, uh, the trade paperbacks, I've also got quite a few sort of single issue things i started following that series in the single issues rather than the trade paper that's exciting to know isn't it um so yeah that's a really good series i'd I want to get the rest of them in trade paperback and then maybe flog the uh, single issues but you know time money effort i was at transhuman the nightly news and secrets by jonathan hickman i do like his sort of uh so these are all published by image um and i really like his sort of one-off stuff and his creator own stuff i've, I've read him on um, I think Avengers or something. I don't know, but like when he's doing superhero stuff, it's a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit too involved and full on, and I can't really understand it. Uh, I've got all ten volumes of the Morning Glory series um, by is it Nick Spencer and Joe Eisner? I think Morning Glory is great. It's sort of like Lost, but in a sort of boarding school, uh, which is just fab. I'd recommend that series. Uh, it's one of my faves. Check that out. Motor Crush, I've got by uh, Babs Tarr, Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart. I sort of picked this up because I really like their work on Batgirl. I think I may have referenced that previously. They sort of reinvented Batgirl for the sort of hipster generation, which I thought was really good. And this is sort of a slightly futuristic um, series where 
people ride motorbikes and stuff. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Fix, again by Nick Spencer. That's a sort of comedic um, police comedy thing set in Hollywood, which is very, very funny, very well written. Uh, then come the nine volumes of Saga, which I think if, if you know any non-superhero comics, Saga might well be the one you've heard of. It's um, sort of a space opera. Uh, two, um, two characters from opposing warring factions get together and have a kid and they're on the run and the whole galaxy is after them. And it's just the the depth of imagination in it is absolutely stunning. It's sort of one of the things about comics is you can, li you know, with films, with TV, you have limitations as to what you can show visually. And with comics, you can do literally anything. And yeah, Saga is a really good example of that. Definitely recommend that if you're looking for somewhere to start with comics. Um, that's by Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. And I also have... And again, ordered uh, the final volume, but I've got the first five volumes of Paper Girls, which is a really good series, sort of set in the 80s about some time-travelling Paper Girls, which is good fun, I think. It's really good. It's it's quite... Um, I, was, I was just thinking, you know, how many of them are appropriate for sort of readers of all ages and things, and I think Paper Girls, maybe not quite all ages, but maybe sort of... Mm, upwards possibly I, I please check that out before you get it for your kid I, I, I may have just become desensitized and forgotten something horrible gory or or whatever <laughs> but I think it's probably good it's a good it's a good twisty turny adventure and time travel is always fun do you like time travel books got a couple of volumes of the Mac which is a lot more violent and weird and crazy than the um the film of the same name but that's what it's based on they were quite interesting reads Watchmen and V for Vendetta, Alan Moore books, I'm sure people have heard of them. Quite a few Adventure Time comics, some Marceline and the Scream Queens, that was a fun read, and a couple of other, if you like Adventure Times. Adventure Time is a great cartoon series, and I think it's something that translates to comic form really, really well. Um, there's not a lot about the spirit of the actual series that doesn't translate to it. Uh, the next one on the shelf is a fancy schmancy book. It's called The Celestial... By Bedum by Nicholas de Crecy. Um, I have to say I've not read it all, but it's uh, a bit more of an artsy book there, uh, which I will read one day. Stephen Collins's Gigantic Beard That Was Evil, again, mentioned Stephen Collins. Uh, Molly Mendoza's Skip. Um, Nick Close's uh, uh, Patience. Sorry, Daniel Close. Klaus Close. Uh, Patience again, another quite good time travel story but in sort of a personal way sabrina by uh nick drasner drasner that was the one that was long listed for the book prize uh, the other year that's a good story um i have got seven volumes of runaways again by brian k vaughan uh runaways is fantastic i don't really go in for much marvel stuff but runaways is brilliant there was a tv adaptation not so long ago but um Really recommend that. That's kind of more or less all ages friendly. It's um, a bunch of kids uh, who find out their parents, who all meet together sort of once a year, are a criminal syndicate. They're all super criminals. Uh, and when they find out that, they run away. They nick their parents' stuff. Like some are magicians, some are time travellers, some are mutants. Um, and yeah, they... they 
steal some bits and then have wacky adventures it's so good so good i definitely recommend runaways it's yeah really really good uh it exists sort of alongside um other marvel stuff so i don't know wolverine and people crop up every now and again but it really you don't really need to have much involvement with like proper superhero type stuff uh, what else we got here we have got the vision comic by tom king just the first volume of that i've picked up the second one at the library which is quite good i believe the new series about vision is going to be taking quite a few cues from that but that was quite fun quite angsty i suppose um three volumes of ms marvel um which started out fun but i think i kind of lost a little bit of um i don't know enthusiasm for the black panther book by jack kirby because i got because it's by jack kirby same his name as me uh next wave agents of hate that was kind of good kind of an anti-hero sort of book moving off the marvel stuff uh the filth by grant morrison grant morrison is a weird comics guy and the filth is a bit too weird for me i think but his he's got a book on superheroes which is really well written um both volumes of the saucer country book a bit similar to letter 44 it's about someone running for a uh president who gets abducted by aliens transmetropolitan by warren ellis again another very famous book first volume of why the last man i have read them all but this is the only one i own uh why the last man again brian k vaughan probably my favorite comic writer maybe mm, possibly um, um scott snyder is very good as well um but yeah why the last man is a great read as i'm sure most people know preacher i never actually read that rick and morty volume one yeah that was quite fun. I, I don't know. Got a bit of Rick and Morty fatigue, I think. Um, but again, it, uh, like Adventure Time, it translates to the comic quite well. Uh, there's our comic, Alien in the Outfield on the shelf there. Sex Criminals, again, very popular. Matt Fraction, Chip Zardis, Zardarsky. Um Have I read that? I don't think I've read it all, to be honest. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as um some people have and i think i found that in a charity shop and i think it's signed and i thought i can plug that but i'll read it first and i haven't got around to it yet uh, another alan moore the Bo jeffries saga i've got the rabbit by rachel smith so a bit more of an indie book rachel smith's great you should look her up she does really good work um mark ellaby's ellabisms which is sort of a comic diary quite good uh bone by jeff smith bone is absolutely fantastic bone's a big influence on mine Matt's work again friendly for people of all ages it's sort of an ongoing silly saga about well it starts out quite silly and light about some little comical creatures lost uh, exiled from their home and they sort of find themselves in a bit of a fantasy world and it just sort of escalates and escalates until it's this big sprawling epic um, and it's so good definitely definitely check out but I think that's been adapted for Netflix or somebody somewhere um simon hanselman's megan mog in amsterdam uh quite grim <laughs> very grim and grotty stories about a witch and her boyfriend is a cat and it's quite horrible but it's very funny recommend that um science tales by daryl cunningham sort of a sciencey book in comic form very good and then we come into more sort of comic strips so i've got one two three four five six seven 
eight Calvin and Hobbes collections. I do have more, but I don't know where they've gone. Calvin and Hobbes is just absolutely formative to me. It's, again, very influence, big influence on my books. And, uh, gosh, I've read them since I was a kid. Didn't really understand much. Um, it's, they, for anyone that doesn't know, it ran for about 10 years, from about 85 to 95. Um, newspaper comic strips about six-year-old boy and his toy tiger who comes to life as far as Calvin is concerned uh, and they have fun witty wise very heartfelt adventures and things really it's I mean it's hilarious um but yeah very oh goodness if you haven't read Calvin Hobbes just go and read Calvin and Hobbes they're brilliant they can, they're all on internet <laughs> um yeah Bill Watson's a very interesting character as well he's the author sorry cartoonist um so yeah definitely definitely read calvin and hobbes if you read nothing else i would suggest and then the only other couple of things there are a couple of far side um collections by gary larson who again is just brilliant really really good um yes he, he really hits the sweet spot sort of sense of humor wise i think um so yeah i do as i say i've got I think I've got some more other comics kicking around somewhere, which I'm not really sure where they are. Um, I've got a couple of boxes of the floppy issues as well. So, um, yeah, a, a lot more Batmans. The Scott Snyder run on Batman. I've got the vast majority of that, which is just... If superhero comics is your thing, you can't go wrong with that, I would suggest. Um, yeah, a lot of the Batgirls that I mentioned by Babs Tarr. And some other nice things too. But I've gone on for long of that, just listing comics and giving recommendations and things, I suppose, there. I don't know if that was the most thrilling thing in the world. But as I say, not much happened today. So I'm going to stop now um, and I shall speak to you again soon. Bye!